welcome to Marriage in the Middle. I'm Ricardo. And I'm Tiffany. And we're grateful you decided to hang out with us today. This is a place to encourage and unite our marriages in the highs and lows of the adventure. So today we are going to dive into what it looks like to disciple our children uh, in life, but also in the midst of COVID. Mm-hmm. Something Ricardo and I have always uh, been really intentional about is how we teach scripture to our children. I think one thing we've recognized is that the church is not the place where they are going to learn uh, really what it looks like to follow Jesus. Uh, if you look at statistics, they don't look good for children who actually grow up uh, in Christian homes. They, By the time they're 18, they usually fall away from the faith. And one of their main reasons is because they don't see their parents live that out. The faith that they were taught in Sunday school is not lived out in their home. And so something that we are passionate about is living out our faith and really talking about it and allowing it to uh, just penetrate every aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. And so today, with COVID and everything that's going on, we don't even have that option of church in most cases. And if we do, it's it's a little different. You know, it's distanced or online. And um, it, I've seen churches doing wonderful jobs, by the way, of doing this, though, of bringing the, bringing the word to children. So we're not diminishing that at all. But just the reality that children are now at home more often with their families and their parents. And all of a sudden, we either talk about God or we don't. It's kind of come down to that. And it's something that we're challenging ourselves. We're not perfect at either. As a pastoral family, even, we, we struggle as well. And this is a way to encourage each other and um, others. So even after this, um, this this podcast, please feel free to message us. Um, and we'll give you that information right in, the, in our website here, or on our website, but right here on the podcast, to let us know what you do, what are some of the habits and uh, different tools you've used as well. But we did. We just want to get the conversation going and talk about, first off, how important it is to really individually take time to spend with God. I think that's the biggest piece, that we need to model it and live it out before we could even teach it and help our children live it out. So that means that we are spending intentional time with God in prayer, in the Word, living it out, acting it out in front of our children. And then from there, I'm just kind of give an overarching what we're going to be talking about. It goes into a corporate, corporate mentality, which is where we come together as a family, worship God, praise Him, uh, read the Word together, and all, all around the dinner table or wherever it is that we find ourselves throughout the day and throughout the week, we got to have these moments too where it's corporately lived out in our faith. So it's just a reminder that we need to be intentional with this as well. And we find in the word in Deuteronomy 6 is where I wanted to, God was kind of revealing to me, was this uh, the great Shema, which is the great law that the Jewish people all knew and had memorized and would say it often. And we see it here in Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And verse 5, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you wake, walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. 
You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they, and they shall be as front, frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. And I, I love this verse because it's a reminder that we are constantly supposed to be talking about God. We're talking about God to ourselves when we're speaking to ourselves because our brain is constantly speaking some kind of message, right? So we got to constantly be speaking to ourselves about who God is. And we, sh- we want to continually cry out to him that we love him and serve him. But we also do that with our children. So it's always fun to do that. And I've been trying to do that more in my life lately. I heard from one of my, my favorite authors, Paul David Tripp, he talked about um, on Father's Day, he had a little devotional for Father's Day, and he talked about like the two things he really wanted his father and really wishes that he, his desire as a father was to teach their, his children about how to have awe for God, especially at a young age, how to have this awe and wonder for who God is. And I've been doing this now for these last month, and it's been wonderful, where to the point where you just say something as simple as when you're out and about and you're looking at an amazing tree while you're camping, like, look, God had that in mind. He created that. And to say, isn't that amazing, son? Isn't that amazing, my daughter, that God and had all this in his mind? And just have those moments where they start to remember that. And it's funny because I've been saying it a lot. So my son, Judy, even the other day was like, I know, dad, like, God had it in mind, kind of like, <laughs> so it could become humdrum, but make it something where you go throughout the day. Like, look, God made ice cream. Like he created chemistry for like ice and to come together. And when you make movement, it creates this wonderful, delightful treat. Like <laughs> those are ways we could create awe and wonder with God. And so it's just that reminder here in Deuteronomy. And I think um, some of the Jewish folks took it too literally um, we read about the Pharisees and some of the law, uh, the Jewish law followers. They followed it to a T to the point where they literally wore the law, the Torah, on their bodies, like as clothing and as as different jewelry. And it was it, it was like that was not the point. Jesus said that, you know, he was like, "This is not the point at all. The point is that you talk about me and love me with all your heart throughout the day while you're walking." constantly so um, our prayer is that through this that we would be encouraged to talk about god throughout the day and throughout the week look for those random moments and know that there's a great command for us as parents to teach the great shema to love god with all our heart and so when we think about the Shema in terms of parenting, we are to be a reflection of God to our children. And so I think in that, uh, just really being able to live out that connection piece and acting um, in that love for God and loving our kids in that way. And so when we think about distance learning that's coming up now and discipling our children, a huge piece of that is connection and being able to love our kids well during the season. Um, despite our stressors and all the different things that we have on our plates as parents and perhaps you're working, um, maybe you're a spouse working full time, you don't have childcare. Um, there are just so many different avenues that we are all in such different seasons. If you're a single parent, um, that's going to look different too. And so just thinking about ways that we can connect with our children, since now most likely we're going to have more time with them at home, uh, being able to live out that Shema. And so what that looks like, I think on a practical level, is just really getting down to the connective piece and being able to 
Did that turn off? No, I don't think so. No, it's still going. And so when we think about what that looks like on a practical piece, I think it's about being connected uh, to our children. And so as we are going through their schedules, going through their homework, we want to be actively engaged with them. It can be really overwhelming to figure out all these different platforms and having our children set up in the right location and having space for them, as well as navigating our own work schedule. It can be really stressful, and so I think our priority for ourselves as a parent is keeping ourselves regulated. We have to make sure that we are mindful, that we are present, that we are understanding what our own triggers are. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by like um, regulated? Um, just in case someone hasn't really heard that term, I kind of I think it means like when I hear that word, I've heard it because we've talked about it. But just share a little bit more like what you mean by regulation and re to be regulated. What does that look like? For sure, yeah. So if you are unaware of regulated, it's going to be like your state of mind. Uh, when you're dysregulated, that's going to be you're like in a state of anxiousness, and you cannot learn that way. Children can't learn that way. Uh, children can learn when their brain is a brain function, uh, so the way that your brain is operating. Um, it's going to be out of the frontal. They're not going to be able to access like the frontal lobe, which is going to be where... Um, understanding and comprehensive logic <laughs> logic yeah. reasoning is so that all be. goes out the window when you're dysregulated right exactly yeah, okay. and so when you think that about yourself um, <laughs> you want to be regulated in your right state of mind in order to allow the space for your child to be regulated because if you're dysregulated your child's going to see that and so when you're trying to teach them in this dysregulated space it's going to dysregulate your child as well and maybe they are already... like a cycle almost exactly <laughs> you're just both like <laughs> Exactly. Dysregulated. So if they're already dysregulated because they don't want to do this and you're dysregulated because you don't understand whatever is going on, uh, it's really going to cause friction in your relationship because now you are in charge of their schoolwork, whereas maybe a teacher would be able to pour into them and speak to them in a different manner. Your relationship at, with your child is now impacted by this new relationship as a teacher. And so, obviously, you've, if you've experienced this this past year, now coming into fall, it's going to look different because schools are gearing up for different um, avenues. And so, really thinking first and foremost about what are your triggers, what's a trigger, something that makes you maybe mad instantaneously, gets on your nerves, you're annoyed about, <laughs> uh, maybe, you know, the way someone, like, bites their nails or they make a noise, and all of a sudden that just, like, frustrates you. Um, knowing what those things are, things that your, that your child does that just get on your nerves, um, really being able to figure that out for yourself, um, doing some self-exploration, um, and just figuring out. Well, what do you do once you find that out, though? Because, I mean, that could they could probably do a trigger. Are you, now you know it, what can you do? Like, well, how does that help knowing it? Yeah, so the first part is figuring that yeah, out. That's huge. <laughs> once you have yeah. Yeah, that self-awareness. But then what from there? Like, what do you think would help? Yeah, um, taking a deep breath taking a step back, mm. um, breathing. So when the trigger happens. Right, yeah. breathing. If you take a few deep breaths, you get more oxygen to your brain, which allows your brain to function properly. <laughs> oh, good demonstration. <laughs> there you go. I'm already getting anxious just thinking about distance learning. <laughs> getting pregnant. Just I'm sure about both. <laughs> exactly, right? Just having that um, anxiety before anything even starts. It, figuring out what is going to help you and setting yourself up uh, to allow for that connect to be a time of connection 
because mm-hmm. this is going to severely, as it has in the past, impact your relationship with your kids. And I think for us, one of the things that I talk about is I don't, we don't want our kids to be, you know, negatively impacted with our relationship and connection with them in terms of this distance learning. Mm-hmm. We want this to be a basis where we can grow and learn together and really have fun because awful things are happening right now we, that are out of our control. Yeah. But what we can control, what we can choose to do is choose to love well in our home and be those disciple makers because the children are going to see how we are acting and responding in terms of our situations around us. They're going to see, are we frustrated? Are we talking bad about their teachers? Are we saying how awful all these things are? Are we complaining? Because yeah. um, if we're in that spot, our kids are going to be there too. <laughs> and yeah. it gives them an even bigger ground to say, yeah, this is awful. And we are showing our kids firsthand what, <laughs> what you know they should yeah. be. Um, I think it kind of ties back to the whole living out. You keep saying discipling our children during this time. I think discipleship, we tend to think, is me opening up uh, my Bible and just reading the word to my kid and saying, here's this is what this means. And that's kind of the way we've looked at discipleship for children in these years and teaching, but more actually showing the living out piece. So like I just thought of what you said with complaining about a teacher, for example showing grace to that teacher in front of your kid like doesn't the bible teach us to show grace and extend it to others you could like say that like hey mom and dad right now are frustrated with this and looks like you are too but you know what we're gonna extend grace to our teacher you know what how about we email them and say how we could support them you know like that'd be pretty cool your your kid might be like why would we do that (laughs) you know it's like well you know what we are to love others like Jesus and man, maybe we could send them a care package or, you know, that's just in one example, but that's what I'm thinking about. Like discipleship is very much living it out in front of your kids, not just reading it, but being like, look, let's apply this. And this is an awesome opportunity to do that in this time. Yeah. I think it can be just a great way again for those connections. And that doesn't have to be huge. Um, because, you know, your kids are going to need to take a break. You're going to make sure that they're having food. Uh, but it's also just that they're having fun. Because, again, your brain learns and with that playful engagement. Yes. Kids are going to learn better. So when you are regulated and your kids are in a place, you know, of playful engagement, you guys can do something together. So maybe you have five minutes in between a meeting um, when you're working from home. And so yeah. you can go out and just play a little game with them, do a little puzzle, you know, do a little dance party, sing a little song, um, like do some movement, which is going to help them again with their learning because if you do some cross body uh, things you're going to cross body things like what is that that'd be good to talk about you're going to cross the midline so if you have a vertical line imaginary vertical line down your body uh, it's going to look like the kids are touching the opposite side so you take your left arm and you touch your right elbow and vice versa so when you're crossing that imaginary midline you are resetting your brain (laughs) Which, again, is going to help uh, them. Wait, that's pretty cool. Like, God wired us that way, where we could just literally... T- <laughs> like, <laughs> I could just do that right now, and it resets it my mind. Yeah, it's going to help wow. them get a reset that they need. And That's cool. It is So you cool. could think of some fun games with that, just tossing a ball back and forth between hands. Yeah. That could work. Yeah. 
yeah, get some hand-eye coordination, mo gross motor skills mm -hmm. in there. Um, there are a lot of little different things that you can do. I mean, if you just have five minutes, again, one minute, you can give them a little high five, encouragement. Uh, you can go, you know, you guys can have a little cup of tea together or whatever your kids like to do, you know, have a little snack. There are so many little ways that we can engage. And I think it's so often like we, we want to do these big things, but it's going to be those little things that keep them regulated, that keeps you regulated, that keeps your home uh, just in a peaceful state during this chaotic time. Because again, we are going to set the tones as parents in our home, and our kids are going to remember the way that we treated them during this time. They're going to remember how we acted, how fun it was, how scary it was, how you know the world was in chaos, everything was different. <laughs> but what I want. You know, what we want our kids to remember is that, you know, God was there and he provided and that we could live well as well as we can with what we had during that time. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, the connection piece is huge. Like maybe if you're put, put a priority through this time and you say you said it in um, the blog post that we're going to have go up here sooner if it's not up yet. They talked about this um, sacrifice. What was that you said before? It was really cool. It was yeah, cool. Yeah, just <laughs> a quote really that like correlates, I think, with this podcast, which will be posted by the time this podcast comes out. Um, it's just, may we not sacrifice connection with our children over their education. Yeah, that's right. Um, it can be so easy to put that priority, like my child needs to learn this. They're never going to go to college. They're never going to, yeah. <laughs> you know, be successful if they don't learn this right now. But the truth is they're resilient. They'll be able to learn it, but they literally cannot learn in a state of anxiety. Like your brain yeah. can, shuts down. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about um, yourself, a time that you have been really anxious or angry your confused. Brain, confused. Yeah. Yeah, your brain um, will not work. And so, yeah. We want to have our kids be able to have a good, healthy learning environment, and it's going to start with us. And I think the key thing, regulation has to do a lot with connection yes. as a kid. Yeah. And so in mirroring, if you've heard of the word mirroring, it's where a mom or a dad or a caregiver looks into the eyes of their child and just gazes at them. And like, especially as a baby, that's the way we usually remember it that way. When you stare at a baby and they smile and they smile back at you, you actually could still do that with your child right now in playful ways, even if they're older, believe it or not. Even if they're a teenager, you could just stare at them. They might laugh at you or try to look away. But you could mirror that anxiousness or you can mirror that um, a breathing. I think it'd be great, too, to not we're not trying to say either that we we want to be real. Like there's going to be moments where you have a rough day at work and you're really frustrated with your boss or whatever's going on. Maybe you could model that in front of your kids and that you take a deep breath in front of them. Maybe they're in the same room with you <laughs> while you're doing your meeting. And they could see the frustration on your face. They could read body language. They know. And you could take a deep breath and regulate yourself in front of them. And they'll learn, too. So you could share in those moments and be connected. I love that fact that it's almost put that priority of, like, connection with your child over education. Like, at all costs, if through this season they were connected to mommy and daddy or to, the, to you as a caregiver, like, you have won. 
like that is the win here that like that's the goal to stay connected to help get through whether they don't get them whether they're a kindergartner we have a kindergartner coming in and my thoughts like i have no idea what's going to happen here like how is he going to be able to read by the end of the year i'm going to try to keep that mindset myself we're speaking this to ourselves when we share with you all like we want to make sure that we are connected well and our kids uh, feel loved and safe and, and, and that would be more important to me than my kid being able to know how to read that's some basically i could they could learn how to read later on but to have connection and attachment that'll help them in relationships later in life that is much harder to fix yeah so that's the reality <laughs> like it's so much more damage could be done and not to be negative but on the positive side like this can be an empowering time because we are even though we may be super tight to our desk and doing other tasks we have opportunities still to be at home a lot with our kids which is also going to take a lot more tools so like i think it's what we want to share too a little bit like what are some good we said some things like breathing is obviously a great one and sometimes people are like oh that's so cliche but it's so true like take some time to breathe what are some other good things that we could do as parents and help our kids regulate too well i think praying too like when we get to that point just acknowledging with your kids like i'm not feeling great right now like i really just need to go take a break i need to go pray for a minute um if your kids are able like if they're old enough <laughs> you can do that or you can just say that right there or even ask your kids you know but can you pray for me like i'm you know it's not feeling great and demonstrating that you need god that you need prayer uh oh, that's, that's i think a really powerful tool and then even I'll pray together maybe even yeah, and then if their kids are having a hard time just with their schoolwork or focusing, whatever that is, um, just offering prayer right there too and just reminding, you know, bringing, again, God into every aspect um, just of your day in that capacity. That's yeah, Jesus is in that Zoom call with you, <laughs> with your child too. Yeah. Got to remember that. God's present with us. No, that's good. I think another good technique would be to... To have a good, um, I'm forgetting the term, but basically a list of things that you love to do, like things that are like that you could go to and make them short things and longer things. So what I mean by that is a five to 10 minute break. Like self-care. Self-care. That's the word I was trying to find, I think. <laughs> a self-care list. Yeah. Like write it out, like know it and have it in your back pocket and have your kid do a self-care list. Why not? Have your kiddo write out. Um, listening to music. I mean, it's one of our kiddos, Skylar, loves music I'm finding. Like, so maybe that's him. That's what his, one of his number one quick short things he could do. So he's getting dysregulated. You see that, you notice that he's noticing it, she's noticing it. And you're like, okay, let's take a break. What's on your self-care list? Oh, uh, listening to music. Okay, let's do it. Let's go get you your radio. Spend 10 minutes, listen to your favorite album. Um, listen to some worship music. We love Seeds Family Worship. Yes. I can't talk about it more than enough. It's it's catchy tunes, and it's scripture. It's super cool, and it's very catchy. I'm, yeah, like for Christian music, you're like, woohoo. <laughs> it's like it's just singing out scripture, but it's yeah. actually really good. Um, you know, find the music they like. Maybe that's you too. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's a healthy snack because <laughs> we could eat too much, right? We don't want to add too many more pounds to ourselves in this time. But food can be comfort in a way, but also just a way to regulate. Yeah, going on a walk because then you're Taking getting a breath. movement as you're thinking and it really helps, again, your walk. brain. Yeah, yeah grab really... the skateboard, a scooter, or bike, go okay. out for a minute. Um, 
yeah, just create that. So I think that'd be a great idea. Just create some kind of self-care list. I'm trying to I do that for myself. I'm doing that currently and just do, and make a longer ones too, where it's like, you know what, this weekend, if you're, if you're married, I need a date night. Uh, all right. We need to go out. We need to have time away. Like make sure you have those things planned. Don't think like, Oh man, distance learning. We're not doing anything ever again. Like I've heard that from some folks. It's like, well, I'm not, I can't do anything ever again because of this. And it's like, no, like it's true. There's a lot less we can do. We can't do as much, but let's not get stuck in that mentality either where we need to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Because that helps our mental health. Like when we know we have something that we look forward to, it actually really helps your mental health again. Just knowing whether it's like a phone call with somebody later or that you get some time to yourself, take a bath, just knowing that that's coming up, it definitely changes. Mm-hmm. But also knowing your triggers too, as you're talking about your self-care, really knowing yourself and figuring out what causes you trigger. Like if you are getting anxious and then you go on social media and then you're getting more anxious, like <laughs> yeah. take it off your phone or... That's a good one. Um, you know, whatever it is that your child does that drives you crazy, like figure out what you're going to do when that happens because it's going to happen because <laughs> it's something that they yeah. regularly do. So when your child, you know, throws their stuff on the ground and says, I'm not doing my homework, like... <laughs> play it through, out. Yeah, we'll play that out. Like, like, what are you going to do? What are the boundaries within your home? Within, you know, again, that connection piece. Because think about it. You want those pieces, like, to for your child to know that they are still loved despite their behavior. And so if our ultimate goal is connection, we want to be connected to them even with their bad behavior. Because they are not their behavior. Like, their behavior is stemming from whatever it is that they are dealing with. So if they're, like, frustrated with their homework, that they have to be at home, you know, there's so many things going on. And so remembering that there's always a back, you know, a backstory to what our actions are displaying. And again, for us, too. So we have to know. We're frustrated because we have to work from home. We can't go out. All our vacation plans were canceled. <laughs> you know, all those sorts of things. Recognizing that. And we're not angry at our child. Um, and we're angry because we're doing distance learning. And so when you can be on the same page as that and remembering, you know, that we're not mad or child, we're mad or situation, but then choosing to still love well in that situation, it's going to change the way, again, that our family functions and that our child remembers this time. As This was a time I actually got to connect with my parents and it was really awesome. So just allowing God to speak into that time. I think that's really our hope. Um, just to encourage you guys to think about ways to connect with your family. Don't let the education piece be the guiding force, but let the connection piece mm-hmm. be that motivating factor in your family dynamic, whatever that looks like for you in this coming fall year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, as we begin to wrap it up a little bit, just a reminder of where we started with the great Shema that our call is to love God with all our soul, heart, and mind. That's connection, right? Connection with God. Yeah. Us being connected to Him is so vital. So that also means that time with God has to be priority in your life. In your, in your, if you're married, in your marriage, together, but also in your family, with and extending all the way into your kids' lives. So again, this is a valuable time, like such a valuable time that you get to have with your kiddos, even though it may seem rushed and impossible right now. God is still sovereign in it, and that you could still disciple your kids in a beautiful way in this time. They get to see almost the in, a deeper side of you if you're working at home, especially. Um, so it's just, 
I know everyone's situation is different, and some of you may listen to this and be like, "Ah, this is impossible." Like, like I get that, and I feel that way too. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know how we're gonna do this, this, and that. But that reminder of God's sovereignty and the reality that He has created us for this time. He's made you a parent or a caregiver for this time. He's placed this child in your life, and He knows. He knows what you're going through. Like, may that bring peace. And use the tools we talked about. Read. There's tons of great resources out there that are coming out from the mental health world, which I appreciate. Check those out. But be in the word, too. Yeah, start start (laughs) with the word. And I think the cool thing, too, is at this time, like, with our kiddos home more, you know, this really gives time. If they are distance learning, to figure out, like, five minutes, like, let's do a family devotional. Um, You know, it's a really good time to rework your schedule just to be in Scripture together, talk about it. And we do, like, once a week we have our verse that we talk about all week. And so being able Mm -hmm. to put that into your schedule during this time, it makes it a little bit easier. I know everything is so, (laughs) so fickle. But when we say one thing, like what's one thing that you can do to connect with your kiddos? One thing you can do to speak God with them, like daily, weekly, you know, whatever that looks uh, like the, in your life. The Bible verse one's very cool because we specifically pick out some Bible verses that are pra- practical. All, all scripture is practical, but like very like, I don't know how I'm going to say this. Like Basically that you can show them, live it out, like in front of them and talk about almost everything is that way through scripture. So I think I might be kind of saying that, but like, for example, the scripture we're going through this week, you know, where your treasure is, your heart will also be there. And so we're talking about what do they treasure? And then I'll, even throughout the day, we're like, I'll say things like I'm treasuring this moment with you guys and God treasures moments with us. And then reminding them to say the scripture. So you're kind of like trying to show them moments throughout the day and even when it fits, like, my sons are super into Nintendo right now. So they're like, Jude even told me today, he's like, I treasure Mario. <laughs> it's like, I really treasure Mario. He's been playing Mario games. And it's like, that's awesome, dude. I, and God treasures you, man. And what you treasure is going to be in your heart. That's going to be, like, at the top of your mind. I love that you love Mario right now. But I want God to be at the top of your mind as you grow up. Like, so you teach. That's how you could teach. And that's just randomly. That's in a passing moment, less than a minute, <laughs> the conversation, but they'll remember that stuff. So, yeah, talked about a lot. Yeah, so we'd love to hear if you guys have any you know, ideas or thoughts. We'd love to hear them. Feel free to shoot them away. And if we can be in prayer for you, we'd love to do that as well. So we'll go ahead and just close in prayer and pray for you guys as the school year is getting ready to start. Maybe for you, it's already started. And so just praying that God was blessed. Um, this is coming academic year. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, we thank you and we pray that we... We could love you with all our heart, soul, and mind in this time. And I lift up all the parents and caregivers, those who are returning back to school, that you would guide us um, as we teach, as we disciple, as we love, as we uh, have anxiety, as we have worries, concerns, frustrations, that we could come to you with those, God, and we could model that in front of our children. And we can model that we are frustrated, but how we react to that and how we see this time as a, a moment to love our kids well and partner up with their teachers and partner with their classmates, even if they're at a distance, and other parents. May this be a time where we become unified with you, God, and with our kids 
and be connected. That's the word that keeps coming to mind in this time together. And uh, we we pray for those who are just so far gone right now, God, that are mentally are just like, I just, this is impossible. I don't have the caregiver. I work a job where I don't get to stay home. I don't know what I'm going to do. God, we, I'm praying for that person. Mm-hmm. We're praying for those folks that they would be able to uh, find the caregiver, God, but also be able to trust you in this time. They would lean into you and that you would bring the answers uh, to their prayers so they would seek you in this time to know the sovereignty in this situation, that their kids will make this, make it, and they will make it because they are strong, created in your image and leaning in on you, God. We just pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. Yep, we'll catch you on the next adventure.